Welcome back. This is uh, Brian Belter. And this is Kevin Smith. And today we are going to dive into the tenth plague uh, that God bestows upon Egypt. Uh, we're going to be reading from Exodus chapter 11, also chapter 12, verses 1 through 32. The Lord said to Moses, Yet one more plague I will bring upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will drive you away completely. Speak now in the hearing of the people, that they ask every man of his neighborhood and every woman of her neighborhood for silver and gold jewelry. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. So Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I will go out in the midst of Egypt, and every firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle. There shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there has never been, nor ever will be again. But not a dog shall growl against any of the people of Israel, either man or beast, that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. And all these your servants shall come down to me and bow down to me, saying, Get out, you and all the people who follow you. And after that, I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in hot anger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, and my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron did these wonders before Pharaoh, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the people of Israel go out of his land. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month every man shall take a lamb, according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, he and his nearest neighbor shall take according to the number of persons, according to what each can eat, shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male, a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of this month, when the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts, and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, roasted on the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roasted, its head with its legs and its inner parts. And you shall let none of it remain until morning. Anything that remains until morning you shall burn. In this manner you shall eat it, with your belt fastened, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations, 
as a statute forever, you shall keep it as a feast. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven out of your houses. For if anyone eats what is leavened, from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. On the first day you shall hold a holy assembly, and on the seventh day a holy assembly. No work shall be done on those days, but what everyone needs to eat, that alone may be prepared by you. And you shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for on this very day I brought your houses, hosts out of the land of Egypt. Therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a statute forever. In the first month, from the fourteenth day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the twenty-first day of the month at evening. For seven days no leaven is to be found in your houses. If anyone eats what is leavened, that person will be cut off from the congregation of Israel. Whether he is a sojourner or a native of the land, you shall eat nothing leavened, in all your dwelling places you shall eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and select lambs for yourselves, according to your clans, and kill the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and touch the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning, for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the doorpost, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses to strike you. You shall observe this right as a statute for you and your sons forever. And when you come to the land that the Lord will give you, as he has promised, you shall keep this service. And when your children say to you, What do you mean by this service? You shall say, It is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians but spared our houses. And the people bowed their heads and they worshipped. Then the people of Israel went and did so, as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. At midnight the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of the livestock. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants, and all Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where someone was not dead. Then he summoned Moses and Aaron by night, and said, Up, go out from among my people, both you and the people of Israel, and go, serve the Lord as you have said. Take your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. All right, well, thank you, Kevin, for that, that lengthy reading of this most important part of the, the whole plague series, you know, talking, we've had a good lead-up, um, all these these plagues bestowed upon Egypt, but now we get to something serious, dramatic. Uh, we're talking about death of of human beings, of the, of the firstborn children, uh, I'm assuming older folks too, you know, they... Any uh, end of the livestock. This is a this is a a great and wonderful sign that that the Lord shows His awesome power and the and the devastation that can come from from not not being a part of His 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 flock, His His believers. And I'm certain we I'm certain we saw a loss of life throughout the other plagues uh, through complications related to them, mm -hmm. but. 
the fact that in one night this wave of destruction sweeps through and certainly has a much more devastating effect in a much more instant devastating effect than any of the previous ones and i mean how terrifying to just wake in the middle of the night to know that in in every single household of the egyptians someone was someone was dead a firstborn i mean we've heard this story uh, we've seen it enacted again we're going to ref- reference the uh, the good old charlton heston ten no, commandments it, movement it terrified me as a kid yeah to see that to see that what was it like a green mist and smoke come through the land and the great a... cry rising yes, up yes all the all the death and devastation i mean I've, we've heard this before but every time just to hearing you read that right now it, it breaks my heart it's a powerful image i mean and the lord was not holding back there granted he gave instructions to the israelis on how to protect themselves plenty of warning days worth of warnings yes. you know so presumably <laughs> There were some Egyptians who maybe followed suit. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you, you don't know. I think in the uh, the Heston movie, they actually had some protected or something of that nature. Probably a little bit of Hollywood. Right, a little bit of uh, artistic liberty taken there. But we do see in some of the previous plagues of, of the Egyptians heeding the warnings. You know, That's they, true. They pull in their livestock and their... their their servants, when the when the hail comes, they they start to recognize the the power of the of this God of the Israelites when they plead to Pharaoh. You know how long will this go on, this suffering of us? So they they know that this is serious, and I, I wouldn't be completely surprised if uh, if you maybe not have converts, but you had people that of those Egyptians that recognized that this was this was really going to happen, and you know maybe we should heed this warning as well. Who knows? Yeah, it's not explicitly, you know, laid out in scripture, but you know, maybe, maybe that was something that did occur. And as long as well with the devastating effect of the plague, you also have the birth of a very important rite in mm. our Christian faith right now. Uh, although for us, it's it has been changed with the new covenant of Jesus. Yes. Uh, but you know, the rite of communion via the story of the Passover. Yeah, the first. The first communion, the Lord's Supper, occurs during this uh, this Passover meal in in the remembrance of this event. Uh, this is when we get those words of institution that we hear every time that we take communion. You know, take this this unleavened bread to represent and, and be my my body for you, and take and drink this wine to be my blood and uh, to forgive your sins and to to save you from. From this, from God's wrath, from the wrath of God. Uh, I mean, the the imagery is there. It's there in the flesh, like God's wrath literally passed over them. Whereas in our new covenant with Jesus, uh, we're spared God's wrath through His body and blood, hmm. from His sacrifice, the Lamb of God's sacrifice, as opposed to the literal lambs that were used in this Passover feast. Yeah, in this story, we we see the blood of the lambs literally placed on the doorposts and the lintel, you know, that beam that goes across Mm -hmm. the the top of the doors. We see that blood placed there, and the Lord sees that blood, and that blood saves that household. I mean, that is a a 100% direct parallel to to Christ. And the the blood of Christ is what saves us from the devastating wrath 
and damnation uh, of our sin. Born from the actual Passover feast that Jesus and his disciples were celebrating or recognizing on that night. Yep, and just a, a day later, uh, our Lord was crucified. Uh, his blood was spilled, and uh, that blood is what washes over us and keeps us from that hand of God taking us uh, into into hell and, and damnation, which is what we deserve. Yes. But we do have that protection from that sacrifice. From the of final the sacrifice. Yes, the ultimate sacrifice that this whole this whole book and especially, you know, this story that we're going through in Exodus, all of this, I hope you're starting to see that it points to Christ in everything that, that we're reading here. And and this for me is the the first time that it I mean, it's uh, it strikes home. Nail, hammer, hitting it right on the head. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of powerful hearing the story of the first Passover. Uh, I mean, it's a powerful story in its own right, but just knowing what it ultimately leads to adds a bit more awe to the subject. Yes, it does. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, the Jewish people today still celebrate the Passover feast, and it is an awesome and powerful thing in their life that they recognize that the Lord spared them in Egypt by giving them commands of how to how to protect their families through a sacrifice, but I just I feel sorry for them that they don't have the same the same expectation and the same awe that we get when we read this story, because again it has a a bigger meaning for us. I mean it's it's not just a remembrance of of something that did happen. It's it's a remembrance of what is to come for us. You know it's not for us. It's not just looking back into the past. It's it's looking to the future and to the the wonderful salvation that we have through Christ and the daily grace and sacrifice yes. and salvation that we have right now through our belief in Christ and forever on that powerful note we'll bring our discussions to an end today uh with a little reminder as usual of our weekly services during this lenten season uh, on Wednesdays there are lenten services at 11am and 7pm and I have to mention the, the dinner. The dinner. Every time we need to mention that dinner, five forty-five, uh, preceding the seven o'clock service every Wednesday. And then on the weekends we have our regular service times: uh, Saturday night at five o'clock, and also our Sunday services at eight a.m. and ten thirty a.m. with an hour-long Bible study and Sunday school uh, from nine fifteen to ten fifteen each Sunday. As we come to a close today, we would ask that you join us in a prayer. Heavenly Father, once again we thank you for bringing us together to study your word and to be fulfilled with the promise that your word gives to us. This story today is especially powerful as we read about the historical Passover that spared the Jews in Egypt uh, and their firstborns being killed through the sacrifice and the blood of the lambs. But as Christians today, we do remember that it is the blood of the Lamb that we celebrate, the sacrifice of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, that washes our sins away through his blood. We hope that we can remember this powerful story and have it as a reminder to us on a daily basis of that redeeming salvation that we find through your son we ask that you keep this on our hearts and on our minds as we go through our lives all this we pray in your name amen amen and just a reminder 
All scripture readings and references do come from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you. God bless.